Running a business is hard, but your email marketing doesn't have to be. With AWeber's easy-to-use email marketing platform, you can stay connected with your audience, write new content faster, sell more, and grow your business, all without having to become an expert in yet another business tool. Start today at aweber.com slash podcast. That's A-W-E-B-E-R dot com slash podcast. AWeber, simpler email marketing. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast Fat Mascara here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beige Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O- L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldajanero.com and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off. Hey Dave. Yeah Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. When you think that you need hundreds of thousands of downloads, it's easy to get discouraged about your download numbers or audience size. And when you do that, you miss out on opportunities to connect with brands who need your niche audience. You're listening to Side Hustle Pro, the podcast that teaches you to build and grow your side hustle from passion project to profitable business. And I'm your host, Nikayla Matthews Okome. So let's get started. Hey, hey guys, welcome, welcome back to the show. I'm back with an episode today all about how I was able to monetize my podcast and how you can as well. So Last week, I touched on a lot of the things that people wonder when they first start thinking about podcasting. The, should I start a podcast? The, should I turn my blog into a podcast? Should I start a podcast to support my business or personal brand? All of that. And for many people, a lot of the answers to those questions come down to, well, will I make money from this? And I'm here to help you get a better understanding of the landscape of podcast monetization, aka earning money from your podcast earning money from your brand and using your podcast as a platform to build your brand, spread awareness, and grow your audience. I've already discussed what you should know before starting a podcast, so definitely go back and listen to the episode Should You Start a Podcast, which I will link to in the show notes. It's important to listen to that episode first because I recommend getting into podcasting because you genuinely have a message to share, content that other people need, and you're willing to put in the work to do it consistently, 
even before you earn a dime. That's really, really critical and crucial. When I started Side Hustle Pro, I committed to podcasting consistently for a year and seeing where I wanted to take it from there. I was really hoping to discover some business ideas and learn from my guests to discover some of, you know, the different things that I could be doing with my interests. I had no idea that my podcast itself would turn into my business. I knew there was potential and possibility, but that was not my original vision. So today, I want to get into the business of podcasting and what led me to go down that road. I'll be breaking down how do you actually make money from podcasting, how and when did I start earning revenue from the Side Hustle Pro podcast. I'll be getting into all of that. And my hope is that this episode helps you and anyone you know who is looking to start a podcast to make an informed decision and also have realistic expectations about podcast monetization. Note, I am providing a recap for this episode, including a sponsorship calculator. If you would like it, simply go to sidehustlepro.co slash makemoneypodcasting. Again, that's sidehustlepro.co.co slash make money podcasting side hustle pro.co slash make money podcasting all right a lot of people hit me up after episodes when i include a freebie by the way so that's why i repeat it so many times and they're like where can i get the freebie they email me and i'm like hey guys i said it in the episode all right so one more time side hustle pro.co slash make money podcasting okay now let's get right into it so here's my backstory on how and when i started to earn revenue from my podcast In December 2017, I quit my job at NPR to be a full-time podcaster. Here's what went into that decision. I launched my podcast in June 2016. After that, I spent six months focused solely on developing my content and growing my audience. In October 2016, I tested out e-commerce by selling t-shirts. So that month, I made $66 from t-shirt sales. (laughs) And then in November 2016, I made $343 from t-shirt sales. Whoop, whoop. See, you got to start small. It doesn't start out in the thousands. But that was encouraging for me because I saw that upward trajectory. So then in December 2016, I made $504 from t-shirt sales and a mini course pre-sale. By December 2016, I knew I wanted to start monetizing Side Hustle Pro in a more consistent fashion without having to rely on t-shirt sales because the margins were a little too slim for my liking. (laughs) So I researched other potential revenue streams. I looked at creating my courses. I looked at sponsorship and I decided to focus on one at a time and shifted my attention to podcast sponsorship. Here's how I went about it. I reached out to and spoke to another podcaster who I knew was working with sponsors and she was doing that through her podcast host. And so I wanted to find out how that experience was for her to explore whether I wanted to do it through my host or do independent pitching. Then I decided I wanted to do independent pitching. So I began making a list of companies that I heard on other podcasts with similar audience demographics. Then I narrowed that list down to brands that made sense for my audience and narrowed it down even further to brands that I actually used. Because if I'm going to read out an ad, I want to be able to vouch for it. So that January, I sent a cold email, meaning I had no prior relationship with this brand other than using it, but I knew no one at the company. So I sent a cold email to an email address that I Googled. And you know what happened next? They actually responded back. And The person who responded back was not the right contact, 
but they were kind enough to forward it to the right contact. So find those email addresses on Google, you guys. If the opportunity is right, they will send it internally in the company. By sending that one email, I secured a $4,000 multi-month sponsorship contract on my first try and thus began my journey into developing a profitable podcast and business. By December 2017, I was earning four-figure months. Um, I made $3,259 that month from my podcast, to be exact. And that month, after understanding what my consistent revenue streams would be, especially if I went even harder... After being able to save from my main hustle, because that's a big part of the reason why I decided to leave, you know, was making sure that I had money saved that I could fall back on. And then also knowing that I would be able to double and triple this figure if I focused on it fully, I decided to make the leap and I was able to quit my job to focus on Side Hustle Pro full time. Here's what you should know about starting to make money from your own podcast. So number one, you do not need a ton of downloads to make money podcasting. This is a common misconception. A lot of people think it's about the downloads alone. And I'm here today to dispel the myth. It's about the downloads, but it's also about the topic and the audience you're reaching and the engagement of your audience. When I pitched my first sponsor, I had an average of 5,000 downloads per episode. And that is considered pretty small for what these sponsors are used to. But I didn't let that discourage me. When you think that you need hundreds of thousands of downloads, it's easy to get discouraged about your download numbers or audience size. And when you do that, you miss out on opportunities to connect with brands who need your niche audience, who are trying to get in front of your niche audience, who have a product that would be perfect for your particular podcast audience, no matter the size. So be sure to keep that in mind and also keep in mind that you would miss out on opportunity to provide useful products and services to your audience if you're solely focused on numbers. You do not need a ton of downloads. You can pitch with less. You can create products and services with less. It's just you'll be earning less money at first and we will get to that in a second. The second thing you should know about starting to make money as a podcaster is that you need to get to know your listeners. Get to know the personality and statistics of the typical listener of your show. Yes, your listeners, they individually are diverse, but there are certain characteristics that unite them all. Usually that comes down to the information. They all want this information. They are listening to your particular topic for a reason. They need that counseling. Or if it's a more lighthearted show, they need the comic relief that your show provides. Your show is a solution to their problem in some way. So get to know why that is. Who are they? How old are they? Where do they live? What content resonates with them and why? A hack that I have used for years now is using my Instagram and Facebook insights to learn more about my audience. That's like the first layer for me of learning about who they are, where they live, all that good stuff. And you can also send your podcast listeners a survey. That's another way. So listen to your listeners on all platforms, though. Read those direct messages, read those reviews, read the emails, read the comments, and you will start to get a sense of what are their challenges? What are their needs? What products do they talk about? What conferences do they attend? What services do they use? What questions do they have? And once you get to know your listeners, once you know who your audience is, you can work to grow this audience and you can work to provide 
useful and valuable services, products, or brand partnerships to them. The third thing you should know about starting to make money as a podcaster is that there are a plethora of ways to make money as a podcaster, okay? We would be here all day if we tried to cover them all. I prefer to focus on three of the top most common options, and I'll go over them one by one now. Okay, so option one to make money as a podcaster is to create valuable content for future clients. So this is especially relevant for you business owners who want to start a podcast to support and amplify your business. This first option is especially relevant to you guys, and it involves creating episodes that teach and also creating downloadable freebies to support the episode. So therefore, you convert your listeners to email subscribers. That's the first layer. And later on down the line, when it makes sense, you can tell them more about your business services, either through a welcome email series or just remind them periodically throughout the episode or at the end of your episodes. And when it is time for them to take advantage of your services, you will be top of mind because they have been leaning on you for free advice that's been so helpful that when they need to take it to the next level in their business, the first person they're going to think of is you. An example of this to you know give you a better sense is if you have a legal podcast, for example, you're an attorney, you create a podcast to help people out with your specific legal expertise. You share info in your episodes. You create freebies with different templates, whether that is some trademarking FAQs, things to know, all of that good stuff. And when people are ready to invest in a lawyer, because let's face it, when we start out as creative entrepreneurs, a lot of us start out and are not able to afford an attorney and we do as much as we can for free. But then there comes a point in your business where you absolutely need an attorney and you need to make that investment. And so who are you going to turn to? The names that you know, the people you feel comfortable with. So that is one option to make money as a podcaster, create valuable content for future clients. So this is kind of like their lead magnet. Your podcast is their lead magnet, aka their first layer of interaction with you that brings them into your funnel, brings them into your world and identifies them as a prospective future client. Option two to make money as a podcaster is to develop products that your listeners love and need. So this option is all about creating things that you know your listeners love and introducing them in real time in your podcast, not waiting for them to become a future client, but creating things and telling them all about it as your audience grows. So for example, t-shirts are one of the first things that people start to develop. They start to develop merch to support their show. You know, one of the podcasts that I think does this really well is The Read, who, you know, anytime you go to their merch site, it is sold out. And they waited to develop that. You know, they didn't have that right away. This is something where people kind of demanded it like, oh, we love your logo. Oh, we love that phrase. Oh, we're going to say that. You know, we're tagging you on that when we're repeating that phrase that we heard on your show. So, oh, let's make this into a t-shirt. Oh, let's make this into a sweatshirt. That is listening to your audience. The last thing you want to do is create things that no one asked for. So do not start creating a whole bunch of merch that no one asked for. Wait until you understand what would do really well. What are the phrases? What are the sayings? What are the things? What is the artwork that people really want to see from you? 
Running a business is hard, but your email marketing doesn't have to be. With AWeber's easy-to-use email marketing platform, you can stay connected with your audience, write new content faster, sell more, and grow your business, all without having to become an expert in yet another business tool. Start today at aweber.com slash podcast. That's A-W-E-B-E-R dot com slash podcast. AWeber, simpler email marketing. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Since 2013, Bombus has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast Fat Mascara here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beige Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAS10. That's S-O L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldajanero.com and use the code ACAS10 for 10% off. Another product that you can develop is actually your online products. So as I mentioned, in December 2016, I tested out my first online product. I sold a mini Instagram course and I essentially tested out packaging my knowledge that people were always requesting and trying to pick my brain about packaging it into a mini course and selling that. So that's another product. And I did that also after I listened to my audience and I realized what were the common things they wanted to learn from me. So the second option is to develop products that your listeners love and need. And that is a revenue stream for podcasters. Option three to make money as a podcaster is through sponsorships. Now I save this for last because it's pretty involved. So let's get right into it. The key to sponsorships is to pitch brands that your listeners will resonate with and that offer things that your listeners actually need. Do not go around accepting every sponsor that wants to be on your show. You lose credibility. Really make sure it is relevant to your audience. And you can start earning sponsorships for any show at almost any size once you know your average downloads per episode and determine what is called your CPM. We will get to this next. So CPM equals cost per thousand impressions. Podcast advertising is sold on a CPM basis, which means it's sold by the thousands. So average CPMs that I've seen for an indie podcast and negotiated with brands range from $35 to $50, actually really $25 to $50, but I don't go below $35. So with $50, that is the high and more rare end of CPMs that I've seen from negotiating and working with brands. And if a podcast CPM is $35, all that means is that a brand is going to pay you $35 for every thousand listens an episode receives. 
Now, let me break that down even further. I'm going to get into the math on that because you're probably wondering, so how do you know what to charge? So once you have podcasted for several months, look at your data in your podcast host dashboard. So a host is something like Libsyn, which I use, Anchor, what have you. Your host will show you downloads per episode. It will also show you total downloads. It will show you downloads across platforms, different countries, and more. So calculate your average downloads per episode. Do note that most brands want to know what this will be within the first 30 to 60 days that an episode drops. So you don't want to go in there and just base it on numbers. You want to calculate and keep track of this on an ongoing basis. Calculate within 30 days how many downloads your episode has. And, you know, for most of us, an episode after the first 30 to 60 days, the downloads that it has is roughly the downloads that it's going to have, not a tremendous flood of people go back and just re-listen to every single episode. But if you can, keep track of it within the 30 to 60 day window to start keeping track of the trends of your episodes. Then you are going to, after you've released several episodes, do the average of that. Do the average to find out the average downloads per episode for your show within the first 30 to 60 days that an episode drops. Then you're going to divide that number by a thousand. So let's say your average downloads per episode was 5,000, like it was for me when I pitched my first sponsor. 5,000 divided by a thousand is five. So you take that five and you multiply it by what you decide your CPM is going to be, your cost per thousand impressions. You take that five, 5,000 divided by a thousand is five, and you multiply it by your CPM. Let's say it's $50. Five multiplied by $50 is $250. That means you can charge $250 per advertising spot on your podcast. Think of this rate as just the baseline though, okay? My indie podcasters gather around, get close. Let's talk about this. So this is a baseline. You can negotiate for higher, double, or even triple that baseline depending on what brands value. Here are a few factors to negotiate on. One, you can raise your rate based on the fact that advertisers are reaching a tailored, specific niche audience, and niche audiences are very valuable, okay? Two, you can negotiate on the fact that these ads will be host-read by you, in your voice, not an outside person, adding that extra layer of credibility to it. You are vouching for this product. So that's why you really have to make sure that you've used it, loved it, or recommend it. Three, you can negotiate on the fact that these ads will likely be stitched into your podcast for life because most bigger podcasts on major networks can do what's called dynamic advertising, where they are able to swap out ads after a fixed number of episodes or dates or time, whatever they negotiated on. But as an indie podcaster, you're likely not going to go back into an old episode and put in new ads and all of that jazz, right? So you can negotiate based on the fact that these ads are stitched in for life and people will hear this ad read on an ongoing basis. Again, the key to sponsorships is producing podcast episodes consistently, getting to know your audience, so pitching brands that offer products and services that your audience needs, growing that audience, 
knowing your average downloads per episode and how to negotiate the CPM process as well as the baseline of that CPM times your CPM multiplier. So again, if you have 5,000 downloads per episode, divide that by 1,000, you will get five. That's what I mean by your CPM multiplier. And then you multiply it by your CPM, cost per thousand, okay? And you get that baseline and you go from there to negotiate. So... These are three of the top ways to make money, aka monetize as a podcaster. I know you probably have several questions to ask me and you want to get into this even more. I recommend downloading the freebie where I go over this again and you can see it like written out because sometimes you really need to just see this on paper. So head over to sidehustlepro.co slash 183 for that. And again, I do recommend you coming on down to my next training so we can talk about this even more. Register at podcastmoguls.com for that. Here are some other things to consider when it comes to monetization. As I mentioned, there are several ways besides the top three I went over in detail. There are other ways to explore. For example, you have events. We didn't touch on that. The thing with events is that it's all in how you do it. So yes, You can explore doing a tour or live events. That's another option. You just have to be proactive about finding space in advance and keeping your costs low because events can be very expensive and, you know, you don't want to find yourself always breaking even. If you're trying to make this a revenue stream, you need to make profit. Sometimes, depending on the city, ticket sales may cover the venue and you might have a little profit left over after that. But then you have to think about, will you have a photographer, videographer, production team, giveaways, etc. All the different things that are going into your show from your outfit to makeup to, you know, special guests, all of that. So selling merch and gaining sponsorship is a great way to make your events more profitable. And all of that will take advanced planning on your part. So It all depends on what's your jam. If events are really your jam, then go hard on exploring that and exploring how to make that profitable for you. Another thing to consider is you have to, at some point, create a business entity when you are ready to start monetizing your podcast. And listen to episode 42 of Side Hustle Pro titled Opening My LLC and Business Bank Account and Landing My First Sponsor. Listen to that episode for more on when I decided to do all of that and what went into that. I did not do it when I launched my podcast initially because, again, I focused on being consistent and growing my audience first. And I recommend focusing on that as a phase one for all podcasters. If you have co-hosts, another thing to consider is sitting down and deciding how you're going to split revenue, putting everything in writing and establishing a legal entity together. And that's kind of like a marriage. So really making sure, you know, that you guys are on the same page as far as how long you'll do this and your commitment to this, because getting into a legal entity and taxes with other people can be really, really messy and complicated. So really have to make sure that you are about that life. (laughs) And remember, I do not have a co-host, so I've never had to deal with that side of things. Another thing to consider is that as an entrepreneur, and especially as a podcaster, money is not guaranteed, you guys. Money is not always consistent. You might have a great month, but other months may not be so great. Sponsors typically want to do a trial run or a fixed amount of episodes. Like landing a sponsor is just the first step. 
That doesn't mean that sponsor is going to sponsor every single episode for the whole year. So that means you're regularly pitching, negotiating, working out new contracts, following up with older sponsors to see if they want to buy a new set of episodes. That's why it's important to have multiple streams of revenue. If a sponsor doesn't pay on time or if a course client doesn't pay on time, you don't want to not be able to pay your own bills. And unfortunately, delays do happen. So no matter how many reminders you send or what have you, delays can happen. And you want to make sure that you can pay your bills, you can save, you can do what you need to do as an entrepreneur. Finally, if you are thinking of starting a podcast and want to eventually monetize it, consider and ask yourself, are you willing to consistently pitch sponsors or are you willing to consistently sell your course, programs, services, products, sell yourself? That is what it takes. And if your answer is no to those things, then I recommend taking a step back to really think if that path is right for you. I want to emphasize that Although I launched my podcast in June 2016, I made $0 until October 2016 when I began testing different revenue streams. Before that, I was just investing, pouring money into my business. And that is why I am team side hustle. Because when you side hustle, you can take money from your main job. You don't have to be you know, stressed out trying to make money because this is your only job. So side hustle started as a side hustle. And all I was doing was investing in this side hustle for like months. My biggest investment came in November and December 2016 when I invested in learning from other entrepreneurs who were where I wanted to be professionally. And you know what's funny? As my expenses, aka my investments in my business increased, so did my revenue. When I was spending $0, I was making $0. When I started investing In experts, I started making more money and I didn't always come out in the positive at first. But once I started implementing what I was learning, that is when I started to see the shift. And that pattern continued in 2017 to the point where I was able to quit my full time job because I knew I could earn enough to not only survive, but thrive. And if you want to make money from podcasting, Number one, you have to invest in yourself. Two, you have to get the training you need from the experts you trust. Three, learn from someone who is where you want to be and has achieved the results you want to achieve. Four, take it seriously. Take your podcast seriously and commit to treating it as a business. And five, do the work. Do all of the work. For example, my members in Podcast Moguls, they are serious about taking their podcast from hobby to business. They're putting in the work every day and they are reaping those rewards as a result. So if you'd like to learn more about Podcast Moguls after listening to this, remember to head over to signhustlepro.co slash podcasting to grab your free recap from today's episode. In it, I go over the three top ways to monetize as a podcaster. And I share a real podcast ad calculator so you can calculate what you can charge and how much you will potentially earn from podcast sponsorship. And again, if you'd like to attend my very last training for the year, my masterclass where I'm teaching you live and you'll be able to ask me all of your questions live, sign up for my How to Build Your Brand Through Podcasting Masterclass at podcastmoguls.com. That's also linked in the show notes. My next training is this Thursday, December 10th. And again, you can register at podcastmoguls.com. And there you have it. 
Hey guys, thanks for listening to Side Hustle Pro. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. It helps other side hustlers just like you to find the show. And if you want to hear more from me, you can follow me on Instagram at Side Hustle Pro. Plus, sign up for my six bullet Saturday newsletter at sidehustleproco newsletter. When you sign up, you will receive weekly nuggets from me, including what I'm up to, personal lessons, and my business tip of the week. Again, that's sidehustlepro.co slash newsletter to sign up. Talk to you soon. Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast, Fat Mascara, here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beige Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O-L. L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldejanero.com and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off.